0: What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask
1: themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I wanna go to a sporting event in every major venue. I wanna grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want Old Milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy Old Milk merch. Exquisite. Every time you know, I say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's not exquisite. Um,
0: no, it's not. This Twitter etiquette is not exquisite. Yo,
1: I... It's so... This might be one of the... I'm glad I stayed up late on Friday. On Friday boarding. Thursday night. Because... One little baby album came out and I was able to listen to it for the first time without having that, oh, it's trash, oh, it's good, like those expectations or those opinions swirling around in my head to make my own opinion. Um, And then also, additionally, the whole Nicki Minaj, a lot of shit is just weird. It's just, it's so interesting to me how you can, one of the main catalysts for why Nicki Minaj has become the superstar that she is, is because Lil Wayne was so generous in being able to say, yo, Drake, Nicki, y'all are next. And I'm going to get out you. I'm going to get out the way. I'm going to clear the path for you. And I just want everyone to know that I pick you two and you two are going to do great things. And they ended up doing great things. And it's just so it's ironic how that is one of the main catalysts for Nicki Minaj's career superstardom and she just refuses to do that for anybody else unless they are completely like Nikki is the best rapper of all time it doesn't matter I don't care who it is my top five is Nikki 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 and like nobody else matters
0: yeah it's a it's interesting it's an interesting situation for sure obviously it seems like there's a lot more going on in places that you and I can't see Like, it seems like there's a lot more of this, like, back and forth that's happening via text, and it is it is really strange how we're watching, like, two pillars of hip-hop that we experienced for, I don't know, like, the first decade, first decade and a half of our fandom, of our, like, time, like, just taking time every day, pretty much, to, like, post screenshots of text messages from people that have wronged them seemingly and like Nikki and Kanye. And it's like, just like the, it's just weird. It's like this spiral that we're watching in, in real time. And it's not because I, obviously we've had social media for a while, but for the longest time, it's like even the darkest stuff kind of stayed off the internet and now it's everything hits the internet before it hits anywhere else. So we get to see these, like, we get to see this stuff in real time and it's, it's much more strange and it doesn't come from like a, TMZ report or like a tabloid report it comes like directly from the sources and then if one person gets called out on Twitter then they have to respond or else they're like gonna get clowned and I've noticed more recently uh, and this doesn't have to apply just to this situation but I've noticed more recently where it seems like for the longest time it was like social media noise isn't necessarily real like you have to remember what's real now people always acknowledge the social media noise and it's why you see an apology for every single thing, every single day on social media. And obviously some stuff warrants apologies, but it's just, I don't have any opinion on the actual like subject matter of what they're talking about. It's more about like doing it in this public arena. It's just a strange, strange thing. And I feel like Nikki constantly wants to use, use people like their fandom of her previously as like ammunition and it's like well yeah like you just said you like you were one of the biggest artists of your of your generation and represented an entire lane of rap music that had been gone since the early 2000s not had been gone but you know what I mean there hadn't been like that dominant dominant female star since since the early 2000s and obviously it's it's a shorter gap now and in hindsight but then it felt like it hadn't been it was like it felt like like there was era of like Missy Elliott, Remy Ma and all that. And then it kind of like was quiet for a little while. And then Nikki showed up almost by herself. And since it's obviously blown up and there's something to be said for that, but it's just, it's just a really strange thing. And I think that the willingness to run to the internet and run to social media with the, the second, anything happens is strange, especially when it comes to like sharing text messages constantly. Like that seems like it's a new thing to do where texting used to be like the private part where you could be like hey let's handle this and now it's like no one can text each other and this is like celebrities big name celebrities yeah. it's not like me and you like post you know what i mean it's yeah, like
1: nobody cares about our text messages
0: right it's like the like one of the biggest names in hip-hop of the last decade it's like constantly just like airing shit out on twitter which is it's just interesting.
1: Because two of them because it's Kanye and Nikki I mean I like the point that you made about how Nikki is essentially throwing other artists fandom of her back in her face I feel like that's really like when you really get down to even looking at the stand base that she has with the barbs I feel like it's the same way where she like she follows some of them and then like if they say something else about something nice about another rapper she unfollows them and it's like like it's either like you're with me or against me and I don't really understand where this feeling of well I can I can speculate and say that because she has been unchallenged for so long since Pink Friday to basically when Cardi B came out like obviously there were other artists like um Remy majob Sheether and um Iggy Azalea at once upon a time looked like she was going to be the next big thing before whatever happened happened um but for the most part she had been unchallenged in being the best woman rapping um for about five six years and then Cardi B comes in and we see how she handles that and when you look at the other side and when you look at the really the only person who could compare in terms of popularity to her right now is Cardi B and you see Cardi B um with Megan Thee Stallion with glorilla not really have it doesn't really seem to be much of a transactional yo glorilla i'm gonna do tomorrow too with you but you need to make sure that whatever you do you never say anything nice about anybody else or you always praise me or whatever it just seems like a cult it seems like a dictatorship type of deal and i think it's also kind of weird that relationship with the fans because without the fans like with any with any type of entertainment at all, without the fans, you're nothing. And you're basically talking down to them and you're basically telling them how to act, telling them who they can listen to or who they can't listen to. Like me as a fan, I don't really care about that. Like I listen to the young boy and I listen to Lil Dirk. Like, you're not gonna tell me I can't listen to one artist because I fuck with another artist. Like, I'm going to listen to whatever I want to listen to. Um, and just to see how everyone falls in line, it's super interesting how. Because of that, the roles are reversed from the standpoint of typically as fans, we say what we want and whoever we're talking to tries to deliver, whether it's McDonald's bringing the adult Happy Meal back or whether it's, um, I don't know, I can't think of another thing that we asked for that off the top of my head, but it's typically how it goes is fans have the feedback and then artists use that feedback. But instead, it's looking like Nikki can do whatever she wants, at least according to the barbs. And she's the one with feedback for them in terms of you didn't bully this person enough. You listen to this person too much. You you didn't do whatever to my satisfaction. And it's like, who the fuck are you? Like, we understand that you're one of the best rappers of all time. But aside from that, you're not anybody's mother. You're not anybody's supervisor. Like, you're not who are you to say this stuff when again the majority of your career all of your existence is based on the fact that these people support you
0: yeah yeah like you said it's just it's more of an interesting thing to look at at this point than it is like I feel like I'm past the the, not maybe not the age but I'm past the point in my life where the actual like substance of the argument matters to me it's more like watching it how it interacts with everything else and seeing it play out where it does and how it does. And that's just like the most wild part to me. And I don't know the last couple of years we've seen a bunch of people like Twitter is seems to like, at some point for a lot of these, these big artists or just big names in general. It's like, like these, like the, the Twitter meltdowns are just a very, very strange Strange thing to watch it reminds me of like how twitter was in the very beginning where it was like real people and i guess i guess maybe you could consider that like a trend in a right good direction where it's like the acknowledgement that everyone is just a, a normal person at the end of the day but yeah it's just it makes me grateful for like it makes me grateful for for someone like when like actual music comes out at this point yeah. It's it's similar to it's similar to fans who like the NBA free agency more than the actual games. Like, I'm not like that at all. It's like, no, I want to watch the games. I want like, that's what's still fun to me. Is That's watching why the I'm game. on break. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, you're only hurting yourself. <laughs> you could be allowing yourself the joy in like that part of your brain that needs that, that like <laughs> speculation. You're the only one blocking that you're the only one but Um, it makes me it makes me thankful for like an artist like Lil Baby who we're like obviously he pops up in some gossip stuff sometimes like with with Jada and Saweetie and all that stuff last year but it it makes me thankful for the people who are just like like rap is the most important thing and yeah so I'm glad we got this album in the middle of all this because it kind of for me at least it like takes all the attention off that and it's like all right let's let's listen to music
1: yeah, I think all the, I mean, it's probably going to flare up again, probably within the next week, to be honest with you. But yeah, of course. for right now, let's just enjoy the fact that we have a little baby album to talk about. Welcome to the Cap Podcast. This is episode 324. I am your host, Nate Sperland. That is Taylor McLeod. Thank you for listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do it right now, but at some point, because it's only us talking here, you know. Um. So... Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk spins place on Spotify and YouTube and check out all the Old Milk content at oldmilk.co. That being said, Taylor, I have one question for you. How excited are you that in 3 days basketball is a real sport again?
0: I'm I'm ecstatic. Can it be my first going to be my first uh, regular season in California with the games being 3 hours earlier, so that will definitely be be a strange adjustment. The playoffs was cool because the playoffs was cool because I I like it it happens and then you have time after to like kind of like deal with it and you don't just like go to bed either like you know super happy or super pissed off. So I, I'm really excited. Obviously the Celtics kick off the season against let me your second or third favorite team on Tuesday night. <laughs> so against your your <laughs> You're kind of like your kind of favorite Sixers oh yeah so my my um, Sixers um <laughs> I'm very excited
1: are they the second or th- I don't even know which I guess that proves your point doesn't it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no I, I'm excited for real basketball I've been um I got the uh Atlanta Braves Philadelphia game on right now so Hopefully Atlanta loses, and I've been directing all my energy towards an Atlanta loss, as well as a Ravens win tomorrow, because I would like for the Giants hype to calm down, but that's neither here or there. That being said, today we are talking about Lil Baby, It's Only Me, 23 tracks long, one hour and five minutes long as well, featuring Nardo Wick, Young Thug, Friday, future Rilo Rodriguez, Jeremiah, ESTG, and Pooh Shiesty. So, that being said, Taylor was Lil Baby, were you just looking at Lil Baby and like, well, listening to Lil Baby like, wow, just so inspirational, man.
0: Yeah, Lil Baby's the most most motivational rapper out right now. Every single song makes me believe I can do anything. Like my first criticism is the same criticism I will always have for projects of this length, 23 tracks, way too long. I get it. The streams, Lil Baby, obviously, if you listen to the album, he's a businessman, so I understand it. But at the same time, 23 tracks is way too long. Even when it's this caliber music, which to me is is high. I know that, like you said earlier, you're going to get on Twitter and immediately you're going to see that, oh, this is trash. This is great. Every song sounds the same. Lil Baby beat, beat the mids allegations. Lil Baby's <laughs> the greatest rapper alive. Lil Baby's Polo G. And it's like, so like all this is going around. But when you really just sit down and listen to the music, Like I to me this is a really good project and I think that it's more of a headphones album for me because the songs that I appreciate more are definitely like more of the not so much the ones that are like I guess supposed to be for the radio or streams or anything, but I think Lil Baby delivered and I like I don't I don't disagree that he's one of the best rappers alive right now. Like I think that's that's very plain to see. And even if this is a boring project to you, which I think is the wrong take. Like, I don't know how you can listen to this and be like, oh, like Lil Baby's like stale as a rapper. The raps aren't good anymore because like they are.
1: Yeah. Before I get into my first thoughts, where did you see the little baby's polo G? Where where is that coming from? On
0: Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, it was like someone on Twitter, someone, I can't remember who it was. They tweeted, they're like, Lil' Baby is getting the polo G treatment where everyone says all their songs sound the same and I was like uh, I was like I think I there's a huge trend right now it's not like a like a trendy thing mm-hmm. where people say everyone's saying that when really they mean just that's what they think I mean that's so just and like no I know but it's like you you get this thing and it's like and then but then you get like a, a couple people who agree with it and a couple and it's like this is what you're Like Lil Baby drops an album and you're arguing about him getting treated equally as Polo G instead of talking about the album. I mean, I like
1: Polo G and I can't wait for his next album. I, The last album with the deluxe was amazing. I don't, this whole, I don't know. Regardless, I, my first initial thoughts are just, I think the second time through, because usually when you comment on the length of an album, I'm like, okay, well, like, Like it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not usually in the same boat as you, although I understand where you're coming from. This time I do. Um, The first listen through was seamless. I enjoyed it fully. And then I listened to this three times. First time I just talked about the second time. I really just listened to it with the songs that I liked. So I kind of cut out all the filler that I didn't like. And then today before we recorded this podcast, I listened to it my second full listen, my third listen overall. And Around the middle of it, I did kind of get fatigued or a little tired of listening to it. So because of that, I think, one, I think it's because it's kind of formulaic. There aren't really many surprises on the album. Like, it's going to be great, amazing 808 beats, and Lil Baby's going to rap the whole time. There isn't really much... there isn't really much experimentation going through it. You could argue whether you should ex- expect experimentation from Lil Baby or not. I think all artists should experiment. So that's where I am on that point. But also additionally, because of that, um, I'm also appreciative of the fact that Lil Baby said that um, there aren't there isn't going to be a deluxe for this album. Um, so because of that, I'm going to be interested to see the lifespan of this album. And I also just wonder at what point do people think all the tracks sound the same? Because I did kind of feel that way towards the end. Now, that being said, the beat selection, as I just talked about, is amazing. Um, I don't like how some of the tracks cut off after Lil Baby's final verse or final lyric, um, because I do wish that I could just hear the beat so I can appreciate that without the Lil Baby vocals on it. Um, tracks like Forever, um, they allow you to appreciate the melodies that are present throughout the beats um, without that 808. Cause I think that at times if you're not really paying attention or if you're not listening as in-depth as um some people do to the music, you could kind of get lost in that from the standpoint of it's all 808s, it all sounds the same. But when you really dig under those 808s and you really listen to the melodies and you listen to the samples that are present throughout the album, then you really, really appreciate what Lil' Baby selected as the um the foundations of what he's gonna rap over. Um Not finished is the best beat. That's my humble opinion. Take it or leave it. That's the best beat. Um, Additionally, with the rollout, Lil Baby had been putting out singles since 2020. It's kind of weird to me that "Hey" and Detox, which isn't on the album, are the final two singles. Because I think "Hey" is the one track that I could point out and say, that's the one he thought was going to go number one even with the Hey challenge and the video of him being like, Hey, like all that shit, like you could tell just based off the atmosphere that is being built around this song, that that's the one that should go number one. However, for me, I feel like that song is closer to being a skip than being the superior song on the album. Um, additionally, the first two tracks real spill and I'm forgetting the name of the other one um, are easily better than Hey, which like, off the first, off of the completion of listening to the first track, Real Spill, I was confused why Hey is the final feature he chose. Like, why did he choose to die on this hill? Um, but yeah, those are my initial thoughts.
0: Hey sounds nothing like I thought it was going to. I thought it was really <laughs> going to be, like, a, from that one video of, you know, him and everybody in the room, like, doing the wave thing to every, like, during the hook, I thought that was going to be way more of a kind of what that's that song's way deeper than way deeper like when you actually listen to it it's way deeper than that and honestly like I I don't mind it within the within the context of the album I think I think it's much easier to appreciate an album like this when you're a, a a big fan of that artist I think that this this project to me feels a little bit like a not in terms of sound or in terms of the actual music but in terms of what it is, feels a little bit like a Drake album where this is a low baby album for low baby fans. This isn't like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I kind of, in a way, it makes me nostalgic for a time when like there, there was a better relationship between an artist and their fan base and the, the casual fan wasn't, wasn't as, Because now it feels like everyone listens to everything, everything Mm -hmm. that gets popular. Like you have to listen to it at least once. But I don't I don't feel the same attachment to certain artists that are like I I still have like, you know, my favorite artist and Lil Baby is one of my favorite rappers. So it's much easier for me to go into a project like this that is I don't think the production is overwhelming. I don't think it I don't think it I think it could have been better. But as a as a Lil Baby fan, it's so easy just to be like, yeah, like this is exactly what I wanted. Like even at 23 tracks, which is too long, I'm still like, this is 23 tracks of just Lil Baby going. Yeah. And that's sometimes that's what I want. And in a way, I'm hoping I'm hoping for uh uh, like a a 2012 to 2016, 2018, like future-ish renaissance for Lil Baby, where he kind of branches out in terms of who he's working with with the instrumentals. I understand that he's not necessarily the the person who's going to get over the the Purple Rain instrumentals or the, you know, like the super, like, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to describe him, like super, like, syrupy, more like early Metro Boomin' DJ Esco, Zaytoven. Like, I don't know if Lil Baby will ever get in that lane, but I think where he's so talented and it reminds me a lot of future, it reminds me a lot of young Lil Wayne and even old Lil Wayne, honestly where like, it's just so relentless in the way that he can keep rapping forever. And I would love, you hear it, like, I'm glad you brought up the song forever with Friday, because you can hear it that he's more than capable of using that relentlessness as a rapper with multiple different kinds of instrumentals. And he's he's capable of slowing it down, but still being himself, and still giving us like what we want from Lil Baby. So I'm hoping for more where people are like, oh, every song sounds the same. I'm I'm curious to know if that's because of what he's doing or because of the instrumentals because i don't think they all sound the same i think there's actually a decent variety on this but i would like like you said maybe not experimentation because i think that word gets like when you said, it i know what you mean by it but i think some people are like oh i want i want little baby on a tame Paula song like <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's like when you see those nah. tweets and it's like when you see those tweets and it's like oh i just want a tyler album produced yo. by kanye with like only jpeg mafia features yo put Lil That's baby on acacia
1: not a beat oh boy
0: yeah so it's like i would love to see i'd love to see like what Lil baby and dj Esco could do together yeah like something like that where it's like kind of like almost give him that mid 2010s future pack and be like can you can you do something with this and Obviously, a lot of that future thing had to was the result of almost marrying Ciara and then it all falling apart seemingly. And then we got like arguably the best mixtape run ever by an artist.
1: Come on. Deep down, you know, you're a monster, too.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I'm I'm hoping that the next step for Lil Baby is. Is maybe more of a branch out towards a different sound in terms of instrumentals, because I already know that like he can rap over anything like that's not a concern for me. But I am, I am looking for maybe a a slight veer to the left or the right, into some like different sounding, different sounding instrumentals, because I think that'll that'll add like way more texture and way more depth to like all the music. Because to me, his he's already untouchable as a rapper. Like it's not a lot of people who are rapping, like low baby, and he has like a a distinct voice and. I don't know. Like people used to think he sounded exactly like Gunn, and I always thought that was like really lazy of people to just like, be like, oh yeah, they're they're you know they're working together, they're coming up together, so they sound exactly like. I think, I think Lil Baby's one of the most talented rappers out right now, and I would love to see that talent used, potentially differently moving forward. But this album, like, I'm not gonna complain about getting Lil Baby at doing what Lil Baby does.
1: Yeah, I think one of the reasons why people are saying that it sounds the same is, I think it's a mixture of both, from the lack of um, variety in Lil Baby's voice to the lack of variety. I think the 808s are just so overpowering to people that they don't really hear the melody that's under them. So for that reason, I do see where they're coming from in that way. But I, I think that this is... Because of that, too, I feel like it's kind of a, a version of this may this may not be a full on analogy, but this could be Lil Baby's certified lover boy from the standpoint of it may be a bit too safe for him. Like it may be too much of things that we've heard from him before. And because of that, um, it, it, the the luster of it is kind of wearing off. So I do think that on the next one, again, we just made jokes about experimentation or whatever, but I do think on the next one, he probably needs to either, because I know Lil Baby can sing too, and he wasn't doing none of the singing on this album at all. Like A good mix of the singing and the rapping would help. He is one of the best rappers in the game. I just don't, I'm just not ready to crown him as next up yet. I don't think that he's, by far proven to me that he is in two to three to four years that he's going to be the best rapper he is going to be the drake i think that he's going to be top five and top five is nothing to sneeze at he may be even top three but as far as i'm concerned i don't think i'm ready to put him in that he's going to be number one and it's
0: unquestioned. No. he the the projects we've gotten recently even the one with Lil Durk but I'd say the last two albums plus the one with Lil Durk have been Lil Baby doing what Lil Baby does best and that's great and I love to listen to that but it doesn't feel like the first mixtapes it doesn't feel like that the same like the the hunger is still there this doesn't feel like the the Quavo and Takeoff Project we just got where it's like it's not lazy you know what I mean but it's Mm -hmm. very much like we we this is what we do and this is what we're going to do and it feels like sort of empty a little bit this album doesn't feel like that at all to me and like there's still like a hunger in a uh at least it sounds like it to like you know keep climbing multiple different ladders for low baby like whether it's business whether it's music whether it's just like you know general stature in at the at the intersection of those two things but i would be disappointed if the next album isn't something that feels more intentional. Like we've talked about that feels more like, all right, I'm tr-, like, and I guess, I guess experimenting is, is the, is ultimately the correct word. I think, I think some people just use it so wrong where like, they mean like they want like something insane and it's like, well, just because you take the best of both worlds and throw them at the wall together, doesn't mean it's going to like, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to make, you know, it's going like to a great product. Right. So I don't know. I think there's moments on this album that I'd like to see more of. Like, like I I keep coming back to forever, but like where it's a little bit like it's, it's not so much like there's not the same urgency in the instrumental and there's not the same urgency. And it's like more like, all right, this is a moment. It feels more like a moment in time, like this song. And that's how a lot of music used to feel to me. And I don't know if my ear is getting different, if, you know, things are actually changing, but it felt like certain songs were like a moment. And now like I could see how people would say that stuff bleeds together, not necessarily that it sounds the same. And you get that when you have these these projects up over 20, 20 songs because you listen to 15 of them and your brain's like, All right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you're like, I still have half an album left. So I I understand I understand where that's coming from. And I like the word you used earlier, which is fatigue. I just I think this is another like building block for, for Lil Baby to take the, the right step the next time too and obviously whether that happens or not is, is yet to be seen but like I don't mind this as another foundational project
1: me neither I, I think the last thing before we get into favorite songs I think that this album is probably the most cohesive incohesive project that I've heard all year from the yeah. standpoint of it all the sound like there isn't much variety in the sounds but I don't know if it's the track listing, but just something, or maybe it's just the fact that Lil Baby seems to be going at one pace throughout the whole project, yeah. but just something there doesn't give it its... Um, we don't have the... If I compare it to Vince Staples Remote Park Broke My Heart, um, we don't have the east point prayer and the lemonades like right. it, it, it there isn't that much of a difference but at the same time similarity throughout the project yeah.
0: i think yeah no i i definitely agree with that i think i think that because of like how much little baby ends up rapping on every project there isn't a ton of time for the instrumental to breathe and there isn't a ton of time to like really sit with any of the reps because it's like no you're like hey Like if you wanted to figure out what that line was back there, like you go listen to the song again, but like this train is moving. So it's like, you got to deal with that. But I think we've seen, we've seen, right. We've seen so many times where, when he's given that opportunity to like, like let the, let his verse breathe, let the instrumental breathe. Like we, we've seen what happens and it's, it's a really great product. And I don't know if, any of these instrumentals on this project necessarily I would want to like let breathe. Like I don't none of them stand out enough to me where I'm like, oh I wish we had gotten like a better, better understanding or better idea of what that sounds like by itself. I think the there was a pound cake sample on uh in a minute, track 10. Mm-hmm. Like they sampled like the Ellie Goulding uh vocals that Drake used. But besides that, like nothing really nothing stands out to me in terms of production. And I think that what you say about cohesiveness, it's like the thing that the thing that makes it the most cohesive, uncohesive album, I think is just like, that I, and it seems like both of us are interested in what Lil baby has to say. So it's like, I'm, cause I'm still interested to hear what he has to rap about in the next project. Like, there's no part of me that's like, all right, like we get it. Like, so I think that's what makes it even when it, when it feels uncohesive, that's what makes it, that's what ties it together is this like, he is one of the more talented rappers out right now. So, I mean, we haven't even talked about features and I think, I think that's honestly like a good sign when you t- yeah. talk about an album is that when you're not like, all right, Oh, like that, the, cause like there's big features on here too. Like yeah. there's like young dog future, you know what I mean? It's not like there's a bunch of small, small features. I think Nardo wick might have the best feature on here. Um, Between
1: him or e- ESTG.
0: Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> not estg is kind of making me regret we didn't talk about that album but
1: uh i mean
0: we we had things
1: going on he 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 right now he strikes me as an artist who is good for one verse but two verses i'm like okay what
0: don't let him hear you say that
1: (laughs) i mean he, he has time too like is he what's he been in the game for like a year Like he has time to develop that out. Like when um, Trippy Red first came out, he was like an artist that was just like, okay, one verse and yeah, what are we, what are we doing here? Like even Lil Uzi, like give me one verse and now as he developed, now it's like okay, give me three verses, Uzi. Like you can rap, like give, like you know, it's a, it's a, it's a process. Is all I'm saying. But that being said, what are your favorite songs?
0: Uh, my favorites are track two, stand on it. Uh, I really like pop out with Nardo Wick, California Breeze. Um California breeze back and forth and I like Shice talk with Pooh Shicey actually and then no fly zone is good.
1: Yeah. Um I got real spill pop out with Nardo Wick. The way that Nardo Wick is used on pop out is so amazing. It's just mastery and I that is one of the few tracks in 2022 where the third verse from Lil Baby makes sense. It's one of the few. Um not finished best beat probably the best track in my opinion in a minute the best single that came out that's actually on the album uh danger back and forth with escg and russian roulette those are my one two three seven seven tracks all right thank you for watching this has been the cat podcast episode 324 let us know what you think about it's only me in the comments below is lil baby the only number one artist in the world now let
0: us know oh can we talk can we talk about the cover because oh yeah the cover with four little babies and little babies sitting surrounded by goats is hilarious. So. No, it's
1: it's that cover and the one from My Turn. Those two covers are amazing. Probably yeah. two of the best covers in those respective years. I don't think
0: that's a debate. No. I mean, I do miss the like the grind harder ones with him yeah. like on the phone. Like those were the money phone. Yeah, those were like legit like I don't know that. That's kind of what solidified Low Baby in my mind. It's like, all right, this guy is something. Like everything from the cover to the like the songs are like important and it feels important. So I guess that's probably why I have such a favorable opinion still. Like it's probably never gonna go away.
1: Yeah, no, I I like these covers better. I think that there's more of a artistry to these covers, the um My Turn and this It's Only Me cover versus the other ones. The other ones kind of there's still artistry to it, but I don't know. It's it doesn't just the the texture of these album covers, how they look kind of like oil paintings in a way, I really appreciate. Um, but yeah, no, those two covers are probably two of the best covers that I've seen in the past three do you have a, four years. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite line? On... Sorry, I forgot these two last points to cover it. <laughs> I have a favorite line. Um mine is fresh like the first day of school on Never Hating.
0: Yo. When he said that he put glue on both sides of the ball so he never fumbles. That hey. First of all, that's a personal that's different. talent. That's a DQ. That's different. That's different talent. No, that's just that's a will to win. That's love of the
1: game. Yeah, I that's <laughs> that, make, the game. that makes sense coming from a Patriots fan,
0: but anyway. But, hey. <laughs> put little baby in the slot this weekend.
1: And
0: no need Mac it. Jones. Mac Jones coming back. Little Baby in the slot. Who do y'all play? Eight catches, 86 yards, touchdown. Who do you have, baby? Uh, Cleveland, yeah, maybe that is eight catches, 86 yards. baby, give it to you. cutting up Denzel Ward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll be the only Cleveland team that wins, anyway.
0: This has been the Cat Podcast, episode
1: 324. Like, I kind of snuck that in there, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> um, episode 324. I guess, like i said before let us know what you think about only me in the it's only me in the comments do us a favor hit the like button subscribe to the channel follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at old milk media and check out the almost best place on spotify and youtube we will be back when hip-hop tells us to be thank you for watching and we are out